The CWR Talk Network is not just another talk radio network. We are the champion for important causes and issues like financial literacy. That is why so many people listen to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show. Lionel is a seasoned veteran in the finance industry, but more importantly, Lionel cares about people. He shares his vast knowledge of the finance world in a personal way that goes beyond dollars and cents with advice that makes sense. So let Lionel help you get your finances in order or avoid costly errors in judgment that may be devastating to you and your family. Listen to the Lionel Shipman Check Your Finances show every Tuesday exclusively on the CWR Talk Network at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, 7.30 p.m. Central. And hello and welcome to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show here on the CWR Talk Network. And I am your host, Lionel Shipman. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. I want to give a huge shout out to all of my regular listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in. And for all of my new listeners, thank you so much for joining in tonight. And hopefully you will become a regular listener going forward. Well, we have an awesome show again tonight. Uh, uh, well, most importantly, let me back up a little bit. Most importantly, I want to thank God for another day to make a positive difference in the lives of other people. So we have a wonderful, wonderful show tonight. My guest and I will be talking to couples and to singles and even those are in between. We're going to be talking about starting the money conversation. So we're going to be talking about how and when you should start that conversation. Camera and volume. Okay, Adam, are you there? We're having some technical difficulties. Uh, Adam, are you there? Okay, I think he's trying to get in now. Hold on just a moment. I think Adam is on the line. Hold on. I am here. Adam, you're there. Okay. I don't know what happened. I I was hearing you in the background for some strange reason, but you can hear me now. Can you hear me? Well, I can hear you, but I don't know if I'm coming through the phone and the computer. No, you just need to come through the computer to be fine. Okay, so hang on. Let me see if you still hear me if I do this. Okay. Do you still hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay. Um, Well, I'm on the phone, but I don't know if I should hang that up then. Okay, well, okay, well, uh, I have that line actually muted. So it sounds like you're coming through the computer, coming through the, uh, and everyone, excuse me for this, we're working out some technical issues here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can, I can hear you loud and clear. All if right. You can just, all right. If you can hear me, you can just leave everything as is. You there? Can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you right now. Yes. Okay, so we're all good. I'm going to okay. hang up the phone then if that's okay. Okay, that's perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. Okay. Well, can you actually just make sure that I can hear you? Can you say something to me? Okay, yes. Uh, it's good to have Mr. Adam Cole. Of course, I'm going to do a an official uh, introduction 
we're just kind of working through some technical uh, difficulties right now. So uh, yeah, if you guys. We're all good, I think. We're all good. Okay, perfect. All right. Let me continue on with my opening then. So tonight, like I said, we have a great show tonight. My guest and I, like I said, we will be talking to couples and singles and those that are in between. So we're going to be talking about starting the money conversation, the how and the when you should start that conversation, and we will address those points and more. So stay tuned for that segment tonight. And for those of you who have any questions and or comments tonight, you can call in at 917-889-8078. You can give us your question and or your comments by calling in at 917-889-8078. And if you didn't know, you can listen to all of my past shows on demand. Uh, We are on all the major platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. But you can also go to my website at shipmanconsulting.com. I've actually created a gallery of all of the past guests that I've had here on the show. So I would encourage you to go to my website page, shipmanconsulting.com, my website. Click on the radio show banner, and it will take you over to the radio radio show page. You can see all the different guests, and you can also click on any topic that we have addressed here on the show. And like I said, last month, we're very fortunate we crossed over three years of doing this show. So very excited about that uh, going forward. So let's just go ahead and get started. I do have my guest tonight, uh, as you've already uh, heard us talk through some of the technical issues here. My guest is Adam Cole. Adam helps customers, excuse me, Adam helps couples make sure that the money conversation doesn't get in the way of leading to more peace love, and cash. He draws on over a decade of experience as a certified mediator, former tax lawyer, and financial advisor. He received his law degree from Duke University and a master's in tax from NYU. Adam brings an equity and social justice lens to his work. He is also a lifelong musician, and you can find his personal finance parodies on YouTube. Let's officially welcome to the show, Mr. Adam Cole. How you doing, Adam, tonight? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me, and apologies for the challenges, but thanks to everybody who's hanging around. We'll make it work. Oh, absolutely. All. Yeah, sometimes you have to work through those things. Hey, it, it happens. I put it like this. If man made it, it's subject to make a mistake every now and then. So, mm. so but it, but it's, a, it's great to have you here tonight, especially talking about this topic here. Uh, I would have to say probably one of the my uh, best topic that I love to talk about. So uh, mm. we want to go ahead and take advantage of this time, seeing that you are my money and relationship expert uh, to have this conversation tonight. So thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. All right. Let's kind of get started. I want to kind of open up the, the floor to get this conversation started. And hopefully all of my listeners, as I often encourage everyone, hopefully you have a pad and a pencil or a pen and begin to take some notes because I think we're going to have some great information we're going to come out that's going to come out of this discussion tonight. So, Adam, tell us, what are some of the top myths around relationships and money? 
Well, especially in this moment in time when we're dealing with so many challenges in the world, a very uncertain uh, political landscape, a health landscape, a racial justice landscape, you know, with everything that's going on around us, finances are perhaps a scarier topic than they've ever been for a lot of people and a lot of families. Uh, but yet we still cling to the idea that, well, if we talk about this, it's just going to make things worse. Hmm. And in doing so, we leave ourselves in a cycle of just avoidance, which leads to feeling embarrassed about our money or anxious about it, maybe resentful of our partner, negative about ourselves. And that just keeps us stuck. Right. Um, But in reality, if you have the right kinds of conversations about money, it can actually improve your life and your relationships many times over by helping you get on the same team, feel like partners, be on the same page, be making thoughtful, intentional decisions, right? And just try and align whatever's going on around you, try and align your choices as much as possible with your goals and your values. So, so talking about this, is not a taboo, is it? <laughs> talking about the what? Sorry. I, I said, so talking about money and relationships, that's not a taboo, is it? Like, you know, years ago, you didn't want to talk about money. You sure didn't want to talk about sex. So, so, so talking about money is a good thing. Well, I think you're right on both of those. It's both a taboo and a good thing, right? Um, yeah. Sometimes taboos, it's like, are actually things we we ought to be talking about or that have the potential to make our lives better. Um, and I would say that money fits in in one, of the, in one of those types of situations where it is taboo. I mean, I remember I did a workshop once and I had a woman who was in her 60s there and we were exploring what I call her money and relationship story, like how she grew up with money and the messages she's received and things like that. And she said that money was more taboo than sex in her house growing up. Wow. So, you know, that created an environment where she couldn't really talk about it. And sure enough, in all of her marriages, money stuff came up. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And that takes me to another one of the myths, which is that not only do we think it's going to make things worse, but also, oh, it may not work for me. So it's just worth it, right? Not worth it, sorry. She said, you know, oh, um, it's too late for me, right? Um, And in reality, that relationship we have with money, we weren't born with it. It's a result of the messages we've gotten over time, the experiences we've had over time, and how we internalize those, everything that has been around us about money that influences how we relate to our finances, how we relate to our partner about our finances. And the good thing about that is that if we weren't born with it, if we created it, or if it got created, that actually means it can be shifted too, right? And it takes some real energy to do that, but that's exactly the kind of thing that I do with my clients and through my content is how to start unpacking what you're, kind of background perceptions are around money and the parts that you like, you can keep 
and the parts that don't work for you, you can start to mold and shift them by taking some new actions. Oh, good. Perfect. All right. So, so when should couples start their talk or their discussion about money and finances? I guess that what kind of give us <laughs> a time. Give us a time frame because you got so many uneasy people out there that says, I don't know if I should bring it up or when should I bring it up? It's kind of trying to shed yeah. some light on that question. Well, I'll say in a general sense, probably sooner than you think because <laughs> most of us are so <laughs> afraid of the topic. Yep. Right. So we're going to push it off and try not to talk about it if we can help it. But I look at it like, you know, I'm not the expert on the dating side, right? My expertise is more for the couples who are in it for the long term. And so when you're at that point, you're married, you're living together. Uh, even if you're not married, your choices are very much affecting each other's finances, right? And you're trying to build a life together. So definitely at that point, right? But I think earlier on in the relationship, money affects so many aspects of our life that it'll naturally come up here and there and you can keep an eye on, Oh, how does this person think about money? How do they relate to money? What things are important to them around money? Right. Um, and then once you're at a place where you're having a significant impact on each other's finances, right. Which living together is perhaps one really obvious opportunity, but there may be other situations you know, you're going to go on a long vacation together, like a six-month trip around the world or whatever the case may be. I think at that point, it's good to at least get the conversation going, right? Because even if we're not merging finances, but whether we're staying at hostels on that trip or four-star hotels is going to impact my finances and yours. So let's at least start that conversation. And it doesn't have to be tell me all your deeds. It could just be like, Hey, let's talk about where we're at financially regarding this vacation or this trip or, you know, this show we want to go see, like, does it fit in with your budget? Like what's your, what is your budget for this kind of thing, etc. Right. Just to make sure that we are working and building that muscle of talking about money so that as we get more and more interdependent, that it will be a smooth transition as you do feel like, okay, actually maybe I should be telling them how much I'm earning now. And maybe we should talk about combining accounts or, you know, we're choosing what apartment to rent together. It's important that both of us feel good about the price range. Right. So we have to be talking about money in some fashion at that point. Right. Absolutely. I, I, I guess I'll speak a little bit on the, uh, I've, I've done a show. I did a show, uh, it was last year or either earlier this year, and we dealt with that particular question uh, for those that are dating. And I made some comments regarding, I kind of gave some thought on you know, when couples should start having that conversation. And I agree with you. You're currently in a relationship. Early is definitely better. I mean, starting as soon as possible, even if it's on a yep. surface level, but it, at least start having the conversation. And for couples that, you know, if you, you're just meeting someone and you're dating, uh, I wouldn't necessarily say start talking about money at the first date. That might sure. be a, <laughs> that might be a turnoff. 
However, if you're getting to the point where you're serious with each other and you're talking about having a future together, and yep. if and especially if you're already engaged, uh, and or if you are uh, doing some type of uh, premarital type of counseling, uh, yep. it is very important to start having uh, that money conversation and start going a little bit deeper, especially if you're going to have shared accounts. Uh, I know I always use myself for an example with my wife and I, we've been married now for a little bit over 21 years and we started, yeah, thank you. When we you know, started dating, we did not initially start having a conversation about money, but as the relationship matured and I proposed to her and we went through marriage counseling, premarital counseling, uh, we laid everything out on the table, um, you know, even down mm-hmm. to that credit reports. I wanted to, she wanted to know about me. I want to know about her. So we laid everything out on the table uh, with no hidden accounts or anything. And uh, like I said, it's great to have that conversation and then begin to build on it so you can really understand each other. Because you're right, even if you have separate accounts, money is still going to be a factor in the relationship. Right. You know, I mean, do you shop at this store or at that store? It can be a big difference. Do you go to this kind of restaurant or that kind? Do you get this kind of apartment or that kind of apartment? Uh, Those are really financially significant questions. And I want to say a lot of people will kind of look at this like, oh, how how long can I avoid this conversation? What's the like the last point at which I am forced to have it or else it's going to like ruin my relationship. Right. And if you're listening and that's you, I get it because most of us grew up with this being a taboo topic, something we're not talking about, used to talking about in general, let alone vulnerably and like sharing our fears and dreams and hopes and worries and that kind of stuff. Um, So I get it. However, what I want to say to you is, the matter of like, when's the right time to talk about it is not like, let's avoid it until humanly possible, but rather I want you to look at the opportunity. Money is so impactful in our lives that you being able to open up to your partner about it means you're that much more open with them, which gives you an opportunity to have deeper intimacy and more connection. And through talking about money, when you talk about money, it becomes, what are your goals? What matters to you? What kind of life do you want to live? What kind of legacy do you want to leave? Do you want to have a family? How big a family? Where do you want to live? Right? Like what, what's your plan for your career or what hopes and dreams do you have? You know, like this is really all the stuff that when, when my couples are talking about money, they're talking about these things. Those are beautiful, intimate soul level questions that can have you and your partner just having a richer relationship, beautiful conversations, and they'll help you see if you're a good fit for each other or not in so many ways, right? Not just yeah. like, oh, I like to save and he likes to spend, right? That's fine, but that's very surface level, right? right? There's so many other places we can go and get to know each other better in the process. And frankly, the deeper you go, those things that look like saver or spender on the surface, they're often not what they appear, and in a good way, it allows yeah. you a lot more understanding and opportunity for compromise and teamwork and appreciating the positive things that each person's perspectives on money bring. Yeah, good point. 
So, so I guess next question I follow up then would be uh, what or how much information? I'll say what and how much information should be discussed. You know, what should be discussed and how much of it should I should uh, a person discuss it? So great question. Uh, and certainly each relationship and situation is unique. Uh, but I think a general rule of thumb is to say, well, how much information is relevant to this conversation, right? Let's say you're planning on taking a couple of weeks vacation together and you're going to split the cost. Um, then you can say like, Hey, what's your budget for this? Right. And you may not need to know anything else, but let's say you're living together, right? Well, now at a minimum, you want to know their budget for living expenses, but you also might want to understand how much money is coming in and how much money is going out because you don't want to get in a position where they're struggling to pay the rent, for example, or if you're taking a risk, you want to be aware that you're taking that risk, right? If you're going to buy something together, like a car or a home, at that point, you really, not only should you be knowing their income and expenses, but you should probably know any debts they have and how, what their credit score is, right? And then if you're really committing to a life together, whether that's by getting married or anything else, you know, by that point, I think it's a good idea to just have all the cards out on the table, right? Probably even before you get married. And for multiple reasons, it allows you to operate as a team as soon as possible. It helps make sure the other person doesn't feel blindsided, like, whoa, I just married you and now you're telling me this? right? Which is extremely common. So it just helps you get everything out there while it's less charged because it gets more charged as soon as you're married. And then you can look at it as a team, right? Now, if you whoops and waited until after you got married and now there's like this tension in the air, it's an uncomfortable topic or we're avoiding it or we fight about it. That's where you can reach out to me. Like if you're like, Hey, we should be able to manage our money together, but it's not, working for as well as we'd like it to, or like, it's hard to talk about, right? Um, There's still hope and help and we can get you thriving. And I've had clients come back even from the verge of divorce because of money fights to being best friends again and paying off a ton of debt in the process and all that good stuff. But if you start sooner, right. And come at it from the right mindset, which is one of like, Hey, we're, we're partners in this. And how can we, have this conversation make our relationship and our life better, you're going to be so far ahead of the game. Yeah. You know, I look at uh, the trust that is built when you can disclose uh, financial information or how your finances, how you view finances. It actually creates trust, uh, especially when you are being responsible and you're holding each other accountable. Uh, give you a good example. Um, I, I here in our household, I say our marriage is like a corporation. Uh, my wife is the president, uh, CEO. I claim to be the chairman of the board, and uh, uh, she handles the day-to-day operations as far as you know, paying uh, monthly bills. My job is to kind of oversee our retirement uh, and savings. And then we both are involved in the overall budgeting and cash flow. So we both have roles, responsibilities, and we are, but we're holding each other accountable by having, you know, monthly meetings, 
And then it builds up trust. The more you're able to manage what you're responsible for, you begin to rely on that person and it builds trust. So that is another Mm -hmm. way of being able to disclose information. You know, everybody, we both have everything out on the table. We work uh, hand in hand. Everything is shared, uh, but it it has worked for us. And Mm -hmm. it is definitely, yeah, it's definitely rewarding because being on the same page, uh, regardless if we go on a trip or we're buying a home or sending our kids to college or just the day-to-day expenses, uh, we know uh, what's going on, and it makes the relationship better, which improves our trust with each other. It it does, and it's a great point. Part of strengthening a relationship and deepening it is – putting yourselves out there, having expectations and commitments and seeing how your follow through is. Right. And, and it's only through actually showing your partner and them showing you that you can keep your word or handle it when you don't. Right. That's how the trust is built. So finances, like you said, provide an excellent opportunity to do that. Yeah. So, oh, now this is a good question here, Dan. Why is it difficult to have the money conversation? Or, or what <laughs> makes it so difficult to have the conversation? Now, we probably talked a long time on this, but I want to throw that one out there. Why is it so difficult, Adam? <laughs> yeah. This <laughs> is something I've thought a lot about and heard a lot about from people. Um there's a lot of aspects, but if I were to keep it simple, I would say money is a taboo topic for most of us growing up and we get all kinds of funky messages from people around us and from society. And so by the time we're adults, we have some baggage, so to speak around money. And then when we, get together with somebody to be our spouse, our partner, they also bring their own money baggage. And most of us struggle with our own baggage just as an individual. Now you try and build a relationship and a life with another person who also has their own baggage that they haven't dealt with. And it's just kind of like, you know, two atoms colliding and then there's an explosion. Right. Uh, <laughs> um, another so big bang. <laughs> that leaves us in a spot where we'd rather avoid it, yeah. which most a lot of couples do, but that unfortunately only makes things worse and leads to resentment and this cycle of like, well, if I hold it in for a long time, eventually I'm going to explode, and then you're going to get defensive or hurt or upset, and then I'm going to want to avoid that, so I'm going to avoid it again, and it's, we're going to get stuck in this cycle right? Until we really intervene and break it. So it's a challenge. And also you can break the cycle. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just hearing you talk, I'm, some, something that came to mind was uh, sometimes people are afraid of a negative response coming back, which is another reason, you know, that I don't want to deal with it because I don't want what I don't I don't want to hear something negative coming out of his mouth or her mouth 
especially when you're trying to be open or transparent. Uh, you know, if I was a bad money manager in my past life, uh, it's important <laughs> to bring that up. But a lot of people are afraid of the how they're going to look if they say that this is where I was. You know, I had bad credit years ago. And a positive thing is you've improved since that time, but at least you should be comfortable enough to be able to say that I had it without feeling that you're going to get a negative response back. So, Right. Well, and it's tied to what I said because a lot of us have shame about our finances, especially if we had, let's say, a poor credit score or have or used to have a lot of debt for example. Um, And on the other side, our choices around how we spend our money, they're very personal, right? And we're doing what we think is best. And it's scary to put that out there. And you're worried that someone might disagree with you. And that can leave you feeling really invalidated, right? Or like, oh, maybe they don't see why it's really important for you to get that massage or have that gym membership or you know, get the organic produce. And so now you just feel like they even know me. Do they even care about me? Right. Like there's all kinds of scary things that can happen on the other side. Right. So that keeps us from saying these things. Right. But when you don't, there's a part of you that's missing from the relationship and you're not putting it all out there, which limits the intimacy of your partnership versus when you put it out there, right. You have a chance to see how that person responds you're actually facing down any challenges together as a team, which is really the whole point of a relationship, right? That you have a partner in your growth and in your joy and in your creation of community and a family, if you choose to go that route. Like that's to me the whole point of a partnership of pursuing it because love ain't easy. Relationships ain't easy. So there's gotta be some reward on the other side. Right. And to me, that's what it is, having that amazing partnership, that person you can rely on, who's you support each other. Um, And so the more you open up, the more you're going to be able to move towards that kind of end of the continuum, right? And I, I recognize for somebody who's been, like, completely closed off about money, it's not going to be overnight that you two share everything, for a couple who hasn't talked about it or has avoided it altogether. But each step you take is a beautiful step. And it's like in the courage to take that step, like your partner will see you differently and you see yourself differently. Like, Oh my God, I can't believe I I was actually able to say that to them. And usually it'll go better than you think. So you're like, wow, that was okay. If it doesn't, then you'd be like, what's going on here? Is this person a good fit? Are we aligned? But oftentimes it does go better than you expect. And they're like, yeah, I mean, that happens. Many of us struggled in our past financially or have issues that are still affecting us today. But how are you stepping forward? How are you continuing to grow and take care of yourself and minimize the negative impacts and maximize the positive, right? That's really what I'm looking for in a partner and to see how we can we are where we are. We can't change that in the moment, but how can we move forward? How can we continue to get in deeper alignment with our goals and values as individuals? Yeah. Another point there, Ken, the mind as you're talking, I think about uh, another point of you can actually learn from each other. 
You know, that's to me mm. just just addressing that question, why is it so difficult? Well, let's kind of look at what are the benefits from having uh, that money conversation? Well, you can learn from each other or mm-hmm. you can learn together how to get better with using money, uh, with, which yep. will enhance the overall relationship. Absolutely. I mean, and obviously if people are listening to your show, they're interested in learning more about money, but some of my clients are couples who are like, our relationship is good, maybe even great. We just both feel totally overwhelmed about money, right? I think the other bucket is like our relationships is good, pretty good to good, but money is just like really uncomfortable and we are afraid of fighting about it. But then there's a couple where it's like, we're not afraid of fighting about it. We just feel totally overwhelmed by the topic, right? And so it's my job then as the coach to create environment where they can approach this topic and start talking about money and start looking at their own relationship to money in a way that feels safe and affirming of who they are and what they care about. And when you're having that kind of conversation, learning about finance, all of a sudden it's so much easier, right? A lot of concepts that are actually pretty straightforward, people don't understand because the whole thing just feels so overwhelming. So they kind of give up before they get started. Right. But I love one of my favorite things with clients is this moment when enough of the smoke has cleared, right. Or the fog has lifted. And all of a sudden they're just doing all these amazing things that I didn't even ask them to do. Like I had one client recently who was super avoidant about money and super fearful of it. And all of a sudden we got on a call and she's like, Okay, so I picked out the debt I want to pay off first, and I called the bank, and I got on a payment plan, and it's going to be gone in three months. And we also picked our number one goal as a couple is an emergency fund, and we want this much money in it, and here's how we're getting there. And I was like, whoa, like, I literally said, are you trying to make me cry, like, because you're going to succeed. This is incredible, right? Right. But she just crossed that point by continuing to go back to it and work through her – experiences and feelings around money that were not the ones that were negative and eventually enough smoke cleared like I said that it was just like oh yeah I can just call the bank who I owe this debt to and talk to them about a payment plan right whereas before that seemed way too overwhelming because of all the baggage that was still there but then it was like okay I can do this and then she started doing things on her own and I see that all the time with couples next thing I know I'm on a call they like created a whole new plan they went and knocked 10 things off of their list. It's amazing. And then from there, I'm like, okay, now you all are rocking it. Now you're really ready to go and live life. And, you know, you probably don't even need me anymore. Good. Cool. Good. Well, hey, that's, that's kudos to you. Uh, it, it was ignited by you, and they just kind of took off from there. So fantastic. Fantastic. Thank you. So, yeah. So uh, saying that we are what I call in the days of COVID-19, what do you recommend? What do you recommend couples do during these days of COVID nineteen with their finances? Yeah, well, certainly all the advice on how to get the money conversation started is super relevant, right? And if you're struggling with how to do that, um, I really recommend simply going to your partner and saying like, "Hey." 
you know, I've been thinking about money. I've been feeling such and such way about it, like anxious or uncertain or scared. And, you know, I probably should have brought this conversation to you sooner. So that's on me. But I think that talking about this can really help us, you know, achieve our goals or have more peace of mind. So when's a good time to talk about that? Right. Um, And I just share that as like a framework where you can fill in the gaps with your own, like the way you've been feeling or, you know, if you've been waiting to talk about it or what visions you have for the future that you might want to share with your partner in that moment. But just as a way to help you get started and request to have this conversation. Um, So the same fundamentals in talking about money are always there, right? Listening to your partner, asking them questions so you can understand their perspective Um, appreciating and validating their point of view, even if yours is different, right? And then having them do the same for you, right? Just all the fundamentals of compassionate, healthy conversation in the first place and communication. And then specifically in times of COVID, um, just appreciate that we're experiencing a mental health crisis as a country. Um, We already were before this, and now even more so, right? People's jobs and careers and businesses are in upheaval. We have had to shift where we're spending our time, the way that we dress ourselves when we leave the house, whether we're wearing masks, Um, you know, so many changes. So anxiety and uncertainty and fear, it's like all normal and expected now. So I think patience and compassion for yourself and your partner are huge on the like kind of emotional relational side of things. But then also on the tactical side of things, I really recommend that you get really clear on your current financial situation. You know, what's come, how much is coming in, what's being spent, what debts do you have, if any, and then what assets do you have, like things that are of value, whether it's a home, a car, anything else valuable. Get really clear on that and figure out what is the minimum that we can spend, right? Just the bare necessities, like down to brass tacks. Like, and it's not to say you have to only spend that right now, but at least have that as a baseline, right? So like we're talking about, you know, like health insurance, any minimum debt payments, any other insurances you have, rent, food, uh, stuff like that, you know, get really clear on the necessities, the basics, utilities, things like that. And of course, I don't just mean like food and water, right? Like for those of us who are working from home, internet is very much a necessity. Um, oh, yeah. And yeah, and just look at how that all relates to your situation and just have some good conversations about it, how you're feeling about it. You know, um, you don't have to solve everything right away. And sometimes there's not even a solving to do. This just allows you an opportunity to connect with your partner. Find out how they're feeling. Find out what's going on for them, right? And then you can be more intentional, right? Um, And when you get this bigger picture, it helps you make the smaller choices because you can find that alignment versus just feeling like they're picking on you out of the blue for having the NFL package. Like, hey, but that's like, I like the NFL, right? But when you (laughs) step back and take that bigger picture, maybe they see, okay, you've really, let's say, sacrificed your other main forms of entertainment and you're working six days a week. So Sundays having the ticket is a big deal for you, right? Being able to watch all the games on red zone and all right. That, that really, that's your like 
time to rejuvenate before you go back to the work week, right? So just having these kind of conversations and listening and asking questions and sharing yourself will help you come to much stronger compromises and be able to make really thoughtful choices together. And all the more important during this time of COVID when we don't necessarily know what's going to be happening with our job, right? So um, a lot of couples are preferring to, like I said, minimize their month-to-month expenses and hold on to as much cash as they can just to have it on board in case any financial emergency comes up, right? And if you're in that position where you're able to do that, I think it can be a really good idea. Um, And just like anything else, talk with your partner, find out how much cash would make them comfortable, right? You don't have to have all your cash in the bank. If you spend $5,000 a month, you don't have to have $2 million in the bank, but maybe you want to have, let's say six months worth or a year worth. And then the rest, you can still go and, you know, invest or this or that with it. But that's where you can have that conversation with your partner and also share about your feelings to be like, Hey, you know, how many months worth of expenses to have an emergency fund? Like at what point would you be comfortable? Is it one month, three, six, 12, 18? You're right. But that's going to be different for every person and every couple. So have those conversations, see what you can do. And even though it can be scary, just look reality in the face, look it right in the eye, right? That's the only way you're going to be able to affect positive change is by taking stock of reality, how it is and how it isn't. And then from there, okay, how can we shift this if there are parts that aren't working? You know, how can we make this better if there are parts we don't like? So be brave. Absolutely. Bring that courage. All right. So we're coming down to our uh, uh, closing part of the show. Adam, for all of our listeners that, uh, that want to reach out, can you please provide uh, contact information, website, social media, uh, any type of events that you'd be facilitating or hosting, if you could let us know at this time. Yeah, well, first of all, thank you again for the opportunity to be here, be with you in the community, you know, for the thoughtful questions. I always love talking about this topic. Um, so I'll say a few things. One is just to be like totally clear as far as the work that I do. So I'm not in a traditional like financial advisor bucket who might help you with investments or like life insurance. I don't do any of that stuff. I don't do any investments or products. I am purely there to help you and your partner learn how to have these healthy money talks and have them in a way that strengthens your relationship, strengthens your finances, helps you achieve your goals. Um, So the best ways to connect with me, first of all, I have a really great free quiz that you can take to, it's called your relationship with money and your honey to assess where you're at with your finances. And after you take the quiz, determine it or based on what you answer, you get a category. I call it like your couple's money personality type, where you two are around talking money. And based on whichever category you land in, there's a special free gift for you that you can just like click the link and it'll open up in the new tab kind of thing. Right. So you'll get like the appropriate tool to help you take the next step in your relationship. And the link to find that I have one of these shortened, what they call bit.ly links. So you literally just type in your browser, B I T like the word bit period L Y slash 
love money quiz. No spaces, all lowercase. So B-I-T period L-Y slash love money quiz. Uh, so that's the first thing. And my main social media platform is LinkedIn. And that's where you and I connected. And so my name is Adam, A-D-A-M, last name Cole, K-O-L. So you can always find me and connect with me on there. And my website is ahkcoaching.com. So it's A-H-K, which is my initials, Adam Hubble Cole with Cole with a K. So ahkcoaching.com. You can reach me through there. If you're interested in working together, you can set up a complimentary financial harmony consultation through there. You know, if you're interested, whether in private coaching or I'm launching my group coaching for couples, uh, that's starting up in about a week and a half and there's still a few spots left. So if you're interested in that, you know, go ahead and book a consultation. We'll see if it's a good fit. Um, and don't hesitate to reach out to me through any of those platforms, you know, and ask some thoughts or support or advice. I probably, if you're dealing with it, I probably have a tool or a handout that I can send your way to help you through it. So be in touch. Good, good. Well, Adam, it's been a pleasure. Uh, thank you so much for uh, being a guest here on the show. I love the conversation. I really appreciate your input, your knowledge, you. and your expertise very much. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Okay. All right, everyone, that's a wrap. Uh, thank you for tuning into the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show. You can catch up our show every Tuesday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you haven't touched base with me on social media, you can catch me on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. But you can also catch me on my website at shipmanconsulting.com. That's shipmanconsulting.com. And also, if you haven't got a copy of my, my most recent book, my money book is called Money Responsibly. You can get it on Amazon or you can request an autographed copy on my website at shipmentconsulting.com. Go to the Contact Us page and submit your request to order an autographed copy, and we'll make sure that we get one in your hands. Now, as we're closing, I want you to remember these words regarding your money and your life. Give cheerfully, spend carefully, and invest wisely. And so we're going to talk with you on next week, but as we go out, you know, I love to go out with a little bit of jazz music. So check out this tune by Mr. Boney James. Take care, everyone. Talk to you soon. <laughs>